Hey everyone, welcome to, or welcome back to the Flowcast. This is the podcast for information and inspiration on your journey to finding your flow. My name's RJ and I'm joined by my co-host Telsey and together we explore topics surrounding flow as well as lead by inspiration through our own passions and those of the guests that we interview. So let's dive right in. What's going on, everybody? It's RJ here, and this is another episode of the Flowcast. This one's going to be a little bit different than our usual format because I just got back from the Power of Success seminar in Toronto, which was um, spearheaded by Tony Robbins and a bunch of other speakers. And I wanted to immortalize this information in my mind and on the internet before I forget all about it. So it was a very long and interesting day for sure. I had a lot of fun and got to experience some of the awesomeness that is Tony Robbins Live, which was something that was on my bucket list of things to do, especially as he's getting older and I don't know how much longer he'll be able to keep that crazy energy up for, which I'll definitely get into at some point. And, uh, and so let's uh, start from the beginning with this one. So it was a, as I said, it was a very long day and it kind of started prematurely with, I stayed in a, a hotel room nearby just because the doors opened for the registration at 6.30 in the morning. And it was especially good that I did go up there the night before and stay over so that I was close by because by the time I got to the, event at 6 15 the door the the doors were already jam-packed with people and lined up all the way around the building it was at the international center in toronto which is a huge place huge venue and uh that's something else i'll probably get into in a bit but it was kind of funny i like to sleep in a very cold room whenever possible so i had the air conditioning on in this hotel room And for whatever reason, it switched over to full heat at some point in the middle of the night. And I woke up just sweating and and wondering why it was so damn hot in there. And it turns out that the the heat kicked on for whatever reason. So that definitely affected my sleep. I was up probably 4.30. I finally had enough of trying to fall back asleep. And so I got ready and headed over to find some parking and and get settled in, which as I mentioned was a good thing. And I first lined up, we had VIP seats. I was there with Mallory Graham, who's been on the podcast before. You can go back and check that episode out. She was uh, one of the business advisors when I was first starting out and getting my business plan together at the Peterborough Business Advisory Center. And uh, she helped me out a lot and now we've become good friends. She runs her own online and digital marketing program as well as helps out with the family business. And uh, yeah, so we had a lot of fun going up to experience this Power of Success seminar. And it's been a plan of ours for a, a while. So we got tickets very early on in the VIP access. And so we were literally three rows from the front and it was great. I got 
I got in and lucky that I was able to get those spots. And it was pretty funny because uh, I'm, you know, usually head and shoulders above everybody else. I was on the the big screen projected for more of the seminar probably than anybody else. Um, I just showed up in a lot of the, the shots. And so that was pretty funny. And so the first thing that I really want to kind of talk about with this is is the interesting characters that kind of come up to these events and it would be you know i think maybe saving some of this for a further discussion later on would be good just to bounce off of telsey or somebody else that's on the show uh jess dalladay was also there so maybe she'll come back on at some point and we can kind of talk about what we learned from this event or maybe even Mallory too. So that really started pretty early for me in the day with the people that were lined up near me in the waiting for the doors to open, talking about how they go to every single Tony Robbins event. They go to LA every year. They go to the UPW almost every year. And it just got me thinking about the question of if these events are so transformational why are people attending them all the time and not just once and you know i think some people learn really well from this kind of environment and that could be a good thing maybe it's a great refresher they like the energy but i feel like a lot of people are using this as sort of that that fake productivity they're going there looking for the magic pill, which almost every speaker talked about not having a magic pill, which was kind of interesting. And if you're going back all the time and paying all this money, which we'll get into a little bit more with some of the speakers, why aren't you kind of, you know, further on your path to, as I like to call it, your flow? And uh, I don't quite have an answer for that just yet, but it was something that interesting that that kind of sparked my attention right off the bat. So going into some of the other types of personalities you see at these type, these events, it definitely was a fun case study of human psychology and reactions in crowds. Um, and I knew going into it, it would be a lot of that high energy up and down stuff because I've seen a lot of the Tony Robbins stuff before. And it was interesting to see how a lot of the other speakers did a lot of the same things that Tony does, perhaps on a smaller scale. But sitting in front of us, which was kind of entertaining, was a lady that was wearing, was decked out in like a Batwoman costume. And one of the speakers, actually, I think it was Rachel Hollis, was kind of complimenting her Halloween costume as being today is, is Halloween, so yesterday. October 30th was the day of the event. And I don't think that it was intentionally a costume for the sake of Halloween. I believe that this was sort of the garb that this woman likes to kind of use as her alter ego. Just that was my sort of impression as this compliment was given to her about her Halloween costume. She didn't really react to it. And also she had um, a Wonder Woman um, notebook with her so I kind of think and, and she was kind of live streaming to uh, at some point she was live streaming to 
whatever audience she has. And it was kind of, it was, it was just funny because she kind of, she responded to a lot. She was really involved with the, the presenters. So whenever one of the, the speakers said something that she really liked, she kind of, you know, stuck her hands up and was like, that's right. Yeah. And got really into it. And everybody was kind of looking around at her, what she was doing, that she was sort of, um, Act, I don't know. It, it was strange. It was it was funny though, and so kind of quickly going through the different speakers before I get into the main topic of today, which is what I learned from Tony Robbins, is uh, so going through all of them. I, I hadn't heard of the majority of the speakers. Some of them I was a little more familiar with, but um, so it started with, and the interesting thing is I. For some reason, I thought Tony would fire us all up in the morning, but he was actually the last one to go on stage, which was good because he was also on there for about four and a half hours, whereas everybody else kind of had like a, a 40 to 60 minute time limit for the most part. And so it started with uh, Vivian Ritchie or Ritchie, and she, uh, I can't even remember what she did. She was kind of more just open, the sort of opening comments. And uh, she talked about believing in yourself and the power of attending events like this. So I guess that's a great way to kick off the day is sort of selling people on the idea that these these events are transformational, which uh, which maybe once again is is true for some people, but clearly not for everybody that's constantly coming back to these year after year. And then. Um, so John Gray was next. He's the the guy who wrote Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, or maybe the other way around. Um, a best-selling novel kind of about the, the you know, rela- relationships and everything like that. And I've heard of that book before. Not very, not very familiar with it or John Gray, but he, he had a good presentation. He kind of got everybody energized in the morning and uh, and he talked a lot about sort of the masculine versus fem- feminine hormones and how we are sort of in this this world that's disbalanced kind of shifted the the scale in the opposite direction where a lot of women are out you know doing the the traditionally masculine role of of business and making a lot of money and everything and that's fantastic he comes from it from a hormonal perspective though in which there's a lot of testosterone being increased in women which is imbalancing their oxytocin and and estrogen which and on the flip side a lot of men are tapping into more of their feminine side which also leads to the issues of lower testosterone and so we're all in kind of these stressed relationships because our hormones are out of balance and so he kind of makes makes the point that we need to regain this balance and relationships are all supposed to be about support um and so acknowledging you know when when the man comes home and plops down on the couch that's his stress relief and and when the woman comes home and can't settle down kind of her her mind's still racing that's uh that's where we we both have to acknowledge and then 
and then kind of support each other with with what we need in those situations in order to regain balance in the relationship. So that's, um, you know, he, he includes men. The job is to listen and also, you know, show that affection. So hugging is one of the things, the three second hug is kind of his, his strategy and, and research supports for boosting oxytocin, which then leads to that increase in estrogen. And, uh, and on the flip side, um, with, with women supporting the men, and uh and when they making them feel accomplished so the example he gave he actually got a bunch of guys to come up on stage for us to clap and cheer at them as he said this would increase their testosterone levels which uh which we've seen actually in research even going as far as extending it to professional athletic teams and if you're if your home team that you're rooting for wins there's actually an increase in testosterone and if you if your team loses, there's a, a subtle decrease in testosterone. So things like that and sports seem to be, you know, ingrained in the masculine world and uh, and really leads to more of this balance that John Gray talked about. And his other thing was was uh, was on authenticity being important, which we just had a podcast episode on. So you can go back and listen to that one. Um and then the so the next person on stage was Phil Town, and he is a some sort of investment guy. He's been on on CNBC and everything like that before. I've never heard of him, but I guess he kind of learned the whole Warren Buffett approach. And the interesting thing about his presentation was he flipped the script on what we traditionally hear about investing as the average person in that you can't beat the market. And he talks about this whole one rule investing, which comes from the Warren Buffett idea, which rule number one is don't lose money. Rule number two is refer to rule number one. And with Phil, um, it quickly became apparent that his entire hour-long presentation was mostly a sales pitch for a more expensive event that he was putting on um, in November in Toronto. So this was his sort of introductory pres- presentation in order to have you buy into a three-day event of his. And I quickly was not very impressed by this. I thought that this entire event was going to be, you know, just just those power of success strategies from each perspective. I did not realize it was going to be one of those multi-level sales pitches and definitely turned me off for a while from the actual whole day because um, as we'll get into it a little bit more, um, the majority of the rest of the presenters also did the same thing. So Phil Town, um, one of the the things that, that he did really uh, talk about and, and one of the, the tips, I guess, to take away from him was seeking out wonderful businesses that you want to invest in. So put companies in, put, put your money into companies that you value and always buy at a, a fair price. So he says that your margin of safety should be 50% of the fair price. And of course, he's got um, a website or whatever that you can only access if you do his course 
that simplifies all of this process for you. And uh, he was very condescending towards a lot of like making it seem like investing super complicated, but his solution is the easy tool to use. So that wasn't very cool to me. And the next one was um, a supposed celebrity trainer, fitness trainer named Sonny, who I've never heard of before. And I feel like I'm pretty well versed in the the world of, of fitness trainers, including the ones that train celebrities. So this was pretty uh, interesting that I I don't know that I never heard of her. Um, I'll have to look into more on what she does. She kind of gave some tips for success, which includes things that we talk about on the podcast a lot too. Which and when we get in with with the the pyramid of good health, and so water, um, the importance of oxygen. And also she says, get lots of water in the foods that you eat. So I think that kind of means, you know, more fruits and veggies for the most part. And she ended off with saying that her presentation was very short and that if you wanted more, you can have Sunny in your pocket with a $50 app that she sells. The next presenter was Molly Bloom, who just I guess there's a movie on her life or sort of memoir that just came out. And I think there's a it's based off of the book um, called Molly's Game. I'm not sure if that's the name of the book or just the movie. And I thought her presentation was one of the better ones of the day. Um, Her three keys to success were mindset, character and action. And uh, and it was a she did a good job of the storytelling with the presentation. So I thought it was very engaging and interesting. She um, grew up in a very like competitive household with accomplished brothers and kind of made her thing um, a willingness to never quit. And it looks like the, the movie's probably very interesting or the book worth seeing. She ends up becoming uh, a downhill skier i think like a a, the freestyle skiers and i don't know if she was in the olympics or on just on team usa i don't know if she made it to the olympics but she uh she did it after surgery for scoliosis she had and then ended up ending her career with uh with i think fracturing her her neck in one of her trials at the at one of the championships um and she switched gears somehow got involved in running poker games and was running some of the the most ex or the the most expensive buy-in poker games in the world um which led her to getting involved with the the mob in new york she um and then being investigated by the FBI. So it was a very interesting story. Um, and she kind of, she says she turned her life around through mindset, character and action. So, um, yeah, Molly Bloom, I think I'm definitely going to look into more of her story. So then the next person up was JT Fox who is another person I've never heard of, but he's supposedly the world's number one business coach. And I feel like I'm pretty well versed in this world, but it's always interesting because as many people uh, that I talk to that are interested in, in personal development and business and all that, you can talk to anybody and 
one person may know who Gary Vee is. One person may know who Tony Robbins is. One person may know who Rachel Hollis is, but very rarely does everybody overlap with the the full spectrum of who's out there. So it could just be that I've I haven't come across him yet. He had a pretty good presentation, but once again, it was a sales pitch for another course that he's doing. Um, he he had a good like energy, a very like high extrovert sort of energy for the stage, and uh, he had some good tips, pretty standard stuff. But uh, I think like a lot of it just seemed to be that he is selling himself as somebody who can put you in touch with with these celebrities to build like a celebrity brand around yourself or your business. And uh, I guess at this point, it's it was pretty interesting that once again, seeing the characters or the, the sort of social psychology of this whole situation, the two people that had like these massive sales pitches, which Phil Town and, uh, and JT Fox, they of course put this you know ridiculous price up on the board for Phil it was seventy five hundred, and JT it was five thousand dollars for these courses, um, and then of course quickly mark it down for a special like one day only opportunity. I think Phil he cut his price in half or something like that, and then started reducing it even more as as not as many people ran to the the table but it was pretty amazing to see how many people ran to the table and then jt um he marked his down to 497 so i kind of thought it interesting like if you bought every single sales pitch at these events how much would you pay in total um obviously a lot more than the the ticket price whether it's the the sort of as a jerry uh, as gary john Bishop, one of the other speakers, called the cheap seats, or if you were in like the VIP or platinum section, the platinum seats were like two thousand dollars, I think. Um, the rows in front of us that got to meet with Tony afterwards, and uh, you'd be putting forth a lot of money into these personal development courses, and I just can't help to think that it would be better off spent somewhere else. Like even even buying a book that you're gonna then go forth and apply everything that you learn because I think these 90 minute presentations for the most part were one of were a lot of the things that you would find in what they write in a book and uh, of course their energy and stage presence kind of is part of the reason that you're attending this more so than just uh, the book knowledge if you're not that good at extracting it from a book or audio book so after JT Fox was when we had uh, sort of like a lunch break. Um, and with the lunch break, because we had the VIP seats, we got to have this lunch Q&A with all of the speakers other than Tony Robbins. And during the lunch, it was once again another interesting thing that the majority of the Q&A questions were from people saying, how can you help me sell my product or I can bring you so much value in this part of the world if you brand me. Um, it was a lot of like that that normal stuff that I guess you see if you if you've ever if you've ever watched like a, a Q and A session with with these popular speakers before. A lot of these people are trying to sell themselves or sell their products, and uh, and it's just funny that they all 
don't really get the joke that that they're immediately shut down you know because it, it's it's the wrong way to approach it and almost everybody even spoke about that with with kind of the relationships coming first and that's not how you build a relationship but i also think that a 90 minute presentation is not really the proper relationship building for then pitching you on a, a $7,500 course if you've never heard of the person before. So after lunch was Gary John Bishop. His his presentation was probably the most like humorous of them. I just like his personality. I think he's from Scotland, so he's got the he's got the strong accent and uh, isn't afraid to to use you know profane language if it hits his point home, which he kind of kept going back to saying he was swearing too much, but I didn't think it was that bad. And uh, it kind of would have been, I guess, a little more funny if he he didn't keep uh, making that that sort of statement because uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that bad, but I knew to expect that because his book is called Unfuck Yourself, and uh, and so it's kind of to be expected. It's like going to a Gary V. Um, keynote speech you you expect that profane language or even tony robbins is uh curses a lot even though he didn't really um at the event yesterday he curses a lot from the looks of like even the the documentary um i am not your guru which is on netflix and so gary's gary john bishop's presentation it was entertaining it was once again a sales pitch for another weekend course he's doing in toronto um he didn't really make a long spiel about it he just said if you want to sign up it's at the back there and it'll it it's it'll help you out more than this 60 minute speech that i've got um and i think like his main take home was that the the was realizing that space between the promises you make and the words that you speak or the actions that you take. And so that's a, you know, it's a, it's a good point and kind of goes into, I guess why a lot of these people are here and he kind of, everybody sort of recognizes that this whole power of success seminar theme is that you're stuck with something and you're trying to find, um, once again, like the magic key or, or that solution, which uh, which really call, is involved in taking action for a lot of it. Um, and then so the final speaker before Tony Robbins was Rachel Hollis, who I've only sort of heard of before. Uh, she wrote this book called Girl, Wash Your Face. And I don't know if she's got another book out there. Um, and I thought her presentation was really good too. She she got everybody very energized and uh, and was entertaining. She was a good speaker. Um, she even did sort of the the classic Tony Robbins intervention style one on one with a guy, which was was pretty fun and and interesting to watch as this guy was kind of um, stuck with like the perception of needing to make money to be. Uh, like I guess successful or or happy or whatever and she I think she she got him out of his head a lot but um, Rachel's main points the there were a couple of them they were all very good and tie into a lot of the stuff that we talk about on this podcast so um, I'm sure back 
past episodes and future episodes will also include a lot of these topics. The first one is she says she she's very intentional with every moment of every day. So that includes like a lot of planning, you know, being um, an early riser so that she can get the most out of every day. Uh, being very grateful. So uh, a recent blog post that I wrote was about the whole gratitude journaling. And Rachel says she's grateful. Um, says that basically if, if you don't take anything else from the whole day, that was one of her strongest points that she wanted to encourage people to either gratitude journal or just do some of the gratitude practicing, which um, I'll get into a little bit more with Tony. Um, her third point was get uncomfortable or be comfortable in being uncomfortable. It's a, another even like a David Goggins style of of quote that is is very true. And uh, I think that's kind of one of the, the fun parts about this day or whatever. She even was encouraging the introverts in the crowd to to get involved and get uncomfortable because with the, nothing great uh, comes without some discomfort. And then um, another one of her points, which she kind of goes over in two different ways, is that we don't have a fear of failure. It's just our egos getting in the way. But she also talked a lot, especially about the or to this this guy, Jerry, that she was she was sort of doing the intervention style thing with his. She was kind of implying his fear or he he even said his fear was of failure. and then her final points uh, were, were stand back up. So no matter what happens, you've always got to stand back up. And that's kind of with like the intention, being intentional in every moment. Um, but that's how she's gotten to where she is. She had some good stories about about all of these points. And then the final one was the, the memento mori she kind of left us with remembering that you're going to die and uh that's why you need to be intentional with every day that's why you need to stand up because you've only got one chance um so i think i'm definitely going to check out her book it's uh i I liked her i liked her speaking style and her her presentation style and uh the energy she had so probably worthwhile checking into her her work more um she also apparently has one of the top business podcasts I've got so many podcasts that I listen to. I don't know if I'm going to necessarily dive into a whole lot of hers, but uh, definitely want to check out a little bit more about Rachel Hollis because she brought like a good energy to the stage. And in speaking of energy and stage presence, the, of course, keynote, final guest, main event, big, big, kahuna of the whole thing was tony robbins and uh i i think uh one of the one of the most interesting points that i i kind of took from this whole day is the um is that stage presence so i there's there's clearly like a a certain type of person whether it's just for this event because i've never really been to an event like this but Everybody had a very similar style of getting the crowd involved. So if you've ever seen anything with Tony Robbins, he does a lot of getting people to stand up, jump up and down and uh, and clap and shout. And almost every other speaker did that. And I kind of appreciated the speakers that didn't force so much of that because 
it kind of feels I guess it gets you involved in everything, but it kind of feels a little bit forced, whereas maybe like maybe your message isn't as good. So you want just that energy to be higher. Um, And I don't think that's the case with Tony or with Rachel, but it's a it kind of felt like it could have been the case with some of the others. But that kind of looks like, I guess, the key if you ever want to like pursue this public speaking or being one of these success or motivational speakers or whatever they want to call themselves. Um, you've got to have this like powerful stage presence. And there's a kind of a, there's kind of a blueprint that they, they all seem to replicate, which is all, I guess, based off of the Tony Robbins style. Um, so he's found what's worked and they seem to replicate a lot of it. So, of course, getting into uh, Tony coming on stage, everybody was all hyped up. I was super excited because I've always wanted to, or for a long time now, I've had this goal of seeing him. Um, and it actually all originated with with Bob Govro, who is a local accountant. And I think he's part of the Tony Robbins team for the the financial mastery courses that are done in Canada. He's one of like the the speakers or, or leaders of that stuff. And uh, and I asked him how he got involved with Tony. And I forget all the details of, of that, but apparently one of the guys in the States that Tony uses for the financial mastery asked if there was one person in Canada who you would pick. Um, and this guy gave the answer of Bob Govro. And so that's how he got involved with being on the Tony team. But Bob, I asked him all this stuff back um, around February or March, I think, when I was uh, attending some of these introductory uh, seminars in locally for for like the business finan- um, fundamentals. And he said, if you ever get the chance to see Tony on stage, you should. And that he comes to Toronto every year. So that's an easy way um, to do it, even though he said UPW, Unleash the Power Within, which is Tony's sort of main event, is worthwhile checking out. Um, I'm not sure that I'll necessarily ever go to it after after today's event, which I guess I'll kind of touch on as my kind of like closing statements in a bit. But it was still worthwhile. So Tony, I've always wanted to see his energy on the stage because I listen to a lot of his podcasts or when he's a guest on other podcasts, I read a lot of his work. I love Awaken the Giant Within, which I'm currently rereading. And and something um, I've heard of recently is, is like the amount of energy he expels on stage and everything, which is super interesting to me. So uh, and I didn't want to wait so long that his health declines because he's 59 now. And uh, like the amount of energy he he burns on stage can't be sustained forever. Like so some of this physiology that's looked at Tony's body um, and what he does, he burns between 11 and 12,000 calories a day when he's on stage. He uh, he jumps up and down more than a thousand times. And all this jumping up and up and down on the stage that he's done for 40 years or whatever has led his skeletal system to and his bone density to be literally the, the highest 
ever recorded. So his bone density is is much higher even than the top Olympic athletes and strength athletes. Supposedly, he did um, he did grow up with a pituitary tumor, which is why he's so large and everything. So this could contribute probably like an excessive growth hormone or something is also involved in like his his size and everything. Um, and I, I mean, when you see the when you see him or whatever, you think of this larger than life person and he's supposedly six foot seven um i i it kind of it didn't look like he was that tall but he is very like well built so it could just be that he's just very um he's about 280 pounds so he could just be like this very dense person and but perhaps like he's also shrunk a little bit due to all the like compression in his joints if he's been jumping up and down for that long but he didn't look like he was that tall to me um or that massive, but he did have very big hands, which is something that people always talk about too. Um, and it's kind of funny cause I've heard comments in the past, which always make me laugh when I think about it of how he like, he claps his hands together more like, um, like one of those symbol monkeys. Like he slaps his palms together instead of using his, his whole hands or his fingers. Um, and this guy made the comment that maybe it's because he's got like a limited number of clapping energy and uh, and he's got to do this to retain it or something like that. I've always found it very uh, comical. And I think like there's still a lot to to process with what Tony talked about. Um, I, I think because uh, I've studied a lot of his stuff before and I, I read a lot of his stuff. I've watched uh, uh, the I Am Not Your Guru um, documentary a couple of times, and uh, there's nothing in his presentation that you can't learn probably from reading Awaken the Giant Within or even just studying what he talks about if you go back and listen to all of his podcasts. I don't think there's a single thing that's, uh, that's new, which kind of stands out as two things for me. That's one of the reasons why I don't know I necessarily go to UPW because now that I've seen a stage energy, I uh, I know what that's all about. And I actually, I know that that's part of what some people probably go to these events for is because that energy is a little more transformational than just reading in a book. To me, it wasn't as powerful for that reason, being like more introverted and, uh, and just sort of uncomfortable sitting in a small seat for the whole day crowded and everything it was hard to get into some of the exercises fully whereas i think if i practiced it on my own i'd do a much better job of being able to embody it but all of this stuff that he does the key point is with energy nothing gets done or with without energy sorry without energy nothing gets done so um motion equals emotion is is like a lot of what's central to everything that tony does and so that's why there's all this jumping up and down getting into your physiology which even people like wim hof talk a lot about is is the essential thing so you actually you want to keep track of your energy levels when you're doing anything or when you're trying to execute anything um if you're trying to be a leader, you know, you got to really check your energy levels at all times so that every interaction is intentional 
and and influential is another thing that he talks about with this this need for energy and i think that's kind of like the key point we see with why these people are so-called influencers on the stage is their energy levels they were all that sort of classic extroverted energy jumping up and down and everything um because that's what tony says equals influence um and so the the whole thing is to get somebody to to change or get yourself to change you've got to change your state first um and so you can either change your state through focus or physiology and the physiology that's why the jumping up and down even considering things like what you're doing for your health overall is going to make a big impact on that and of course this opens up a lot of topics that we can go into further and that i won't get into huge detail today because there's just so much to go over that um that they all deserve sort of a single toolkit episode in the flowcast and uh and so state state is a result of focus what you focus on and physiology um and and i see more and more how all of this is the stuff that's in awaken the giant within so that's why i think if you um you know maybe don't have the the means to travel to upw or something and you really want to learn some of this stuff the awaken the giant within is a fantastic book for learning the whole um puzzle of the tony robbins method and uh and with that it's it's interesting too i think it's a good thing probably that his message hasn't changed um and also, well, one thing that kind of disappointed me with this was his stories haven't changed either. I think I've heard like every single anecdote, everything, every single story he told to punch home a point I've heard before from him, which is a good thing because in some ways, but if you're attending these events year after year, you're going to hear the same stories every time. So you're not, uh, you're not getting anything more from going to it twice unless once again, this is somehow like the key to how you learn best. But um, I think like, I think it's it's good in the sense that there's probably new people in each crowd. So like his most powerful stories, he's probably curated to be as good as, as you know, the best he could possibly do to punch home point. Um, but also if if you've heard it all before, it kind of, it's not as uh, as valuable as I feel like it could be, maybe. Um, and so I think, um, yeah, with the whole energy thing, uh, you've really got to pay attention to that and and know what your passion is, which is you know is the main theme of the flowcast. That passion um, is often you know equated to flow. And really having that passion for whatever it is, is how you get to, is what gets you attention. Um, And that's why I think like these people that have these polished stories that they tell, making it repeatable is is a good thing. If you're always flip-flopping around, you're probably not going to make it very far because you don't have a consistent and passionate um, main, main project or main goal with your message 
So uh, that's something probably that that could be really really helpful to think about as well. So out of the four and a half hours that we were with Tony for this power of success, and he was a lot of it was repetitive of this getting yourself into an excited or energized state. So, you know, we were massaging each other. We were uh, jumping up and down, pushing each other back and forth, trying to outdo each other's energy, which I think is everything. You can kind of see all of that stuff in the documentary. So you can actually get a really good idea of what this whole experience was through watching. I am not your guru. Um, and then he finished off with his classic gratitude practice, which aligns your heart and your brain. And I've heard this in detail on the Tim Ferriss podcast. I forget which episode or which part, because there's several that they've been on, um, that they've done together. Um, so if you ever want to like learn how to do this, this deep gratitude practice that Tony does, he, I think, I don't know if it's in its entirety in I Am Not Your Guru, but it definitely is in the Tim Ferriss show. And I'll, uh, I'll try to link, if I can find which episode it is, I'll try to link to it because I think this is a, a good practice. Um, and and it's, it's pretty powerful, but I, once again, because of sort of that not being exactly in my element in this giant um, room full of people, I don't think I would, I don't think I got as much out of it as if I had practiced it on my own at home um, or in a quiet place. Like even sitting down, we were all standing for this, this gratitude practice that we, we concluded with. And I feel like uh, it, it was, it was a neat experience. Probably one of the closest things I've, I've found coming to like that collective unconscious, um, just everybody, you know, quiet in their heart and, uh, and feeling pure gratitude was a pretty cool thing to do with 9,000 other people. Um, and a nice way to finish it off. I think everybody left feeling content and peaceful rather, and, and energized too from the whole day. Uh, but, but yeah, I think it's something you could also practice yourself and really try out. So uh, I might... I might um, We'll talk. We'll talk about this idea more in another episode, probably, and and get into how it's sort of done or why it works because it's it's definitely interesting and uh, it was nice to be a part of that experience. Um, but I've I, I don't think I got as much out of it as I could have. And so, and the other thing uh, that makes me think why I might not attend an event like this again is I would never do such a an event if I was way in the back like this this room that we were in literally took five minutes to walk from one end to the other so all the people in the back were just watching a screen the entire day you couldn't see the actual presenter and uh and I don't that's there's no difference to watching like a a presentation on on screen unless you really dig the, the the energy of the crowd there's no difference in watching a person on like a like a online or or listening to a podcast at that point in my opinion and that's why i think i i enjoyed the fact that i was in the third row right in front and could actually see the person that was on stage for 
almost the entirety of the show or the seminar. And, uh, but that's just my thoughts on it. So I think that's all I've got for now. I've touched on a little bit about what everybody's presentation was on. If you want to hear more about anybody in particular, perhaps drop me a line or we can come in if you want to come in and, and talk more at any point too. I always am happy to extend that invitation to come to FlowSpawn. We can have a, a fun chat. Um, and, and I think this, this whole seminar thing opens up a bunch of new topics that I can definitely think of and run off of for future episodes because there was a lot of interesting takeaways from this this sort of personal development or power of success style of of seminar and why people attend these what they're hoping to get out of them and what sort of environments might be a little more conducive to true change than these uh these single day motivational speeches which is why a lot of what tony did was repetitive with that energy state because he wants you to get that ingrained that you're in a high energy state as much as possible and not low energy. Um, and so that part, yeah, that that's interesting stuff that I think we can get into further in the future. So I think that's it for now. And uh, we will talk to you again soon. Um, we've got some guests lined up for the next few weeks. So hopefully everything will fall into place for for next week and our guests and uh as always thank you for listening to the flowcast if you like listening to this podcast i really encourage you to go and leave us a review and a five-star rating on apple podcasts you can listen to us or subscribe on spotify or on youtube if you like the the video versions Also forward it to a friend you think could benefit from the information in this episode or any other episode. It really helps to spread the word and we definitely appreciate it. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you again next time.